Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I will be your host, and with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hey, everyone. This week's episode is Season 2, Episode 10, Christmas Party. And with that party comes a gift exchange, some drama in the party planning committee, and Michael making everyone anxious. The cold open shows Michael and Dwight bringing in the office's Christmas tree. And in true Michael fashion, it is over the top, quite literally, because the Christmas tree is much too large for the office. It's ginormous, and then once they try to put it up, it it smashes through the ceiling tiles and creates a big mess. Yes, it is, it is too tall. We later see Kevin hacking off the top of the tree with one of those paper cutters with the levers to try and make it fit in the office. And... He asks Michael what he's supposed to do with the top of the tree, and Michael says that's a perfect mini tree, and we will sell it to charity. Not really grasping the concept of charity, I guess. No. As we move through the episode, we learn that the office is participating in Secret Santa, and we kind of get a feeling as to who everyone has as their secret Santa, and what gifts they got those people. Michael is keen on this being an awesome Christmas party for everyone, beginning with the Christmas tree and through the gift exchange and just to have this amazing party. And he's telling the camera that it's been a tough year. He had to let Devin go. He really wants to make it up to the office, it seems like. Before the gift exchange starts, Michael can't help but brag to Jim what he got for his secret Santa. And he tells Jim that he got carried away and he bought an iPod. And Jim sort of reminds him of the $20 limit. And Michael says, well, you know, it's okay. And only moments before he told the camera that he got $3,000 as a bonus from the company for downsizing essentially his uh his branch right so we get a view into how michael kind of views gift giving yeah in general with an interstitial with the camera presents are the best way to show someone how much you care it is like this tangible thing that you can point to and say hey man i love you this many dollars worth so this is pretty typical michael he views things in very linear fashion. In very black and white. You can tell why he bought the iPod based on if that's his philosophy, he's showing his secret Santa, Ryan. He told that to Jim before uh, they got started. He's saying, I went out and went way above and beyond. I don't know how many percentage that is over $20, but I went above and beyond because you're awesome and I and he's also a person that craves just attention and validation from other people so he's hoping that someone was is going to validate him back 
what he's trying to do is put that first branch out there so that he's thinking someone's reciprocating that to him. So it's it's an unfulfilled wish, essentially. Right. He is not... He, in his mind, what he sees happening is that everybody's going to see Ryan open up the iPod video or video iPod or whatever, and everybody's going, whoa, yeah. that's awesome. Nice job, Michael. And doesn't really see it in the context of the secret Santa rules where everybody's going to be like, wait a minute, I only yeah. spent 20 bucks on my gift because that's what we were supposed to do. Like, of, of course, this keychain that I got somebody doesn't look that great. I can only spend 20 bucks, so... And so the reaction that he thinks he's going to get is not at all what anyone in that situation would have. You know, no one would think it would be this amazing, like, wow, you you won Secret Santa. Right, it kind of goes back to the episode previously where he's always trying to win improv rather yeah. than just get along to get along. Yeah, no, that's a great point. It's this just this need to be praised and accepted and feel part of the group. Right. And in kind of going back to the part about, you know, the $20 limit, he is also missing the other side of gift giving, which is getting somebody something that kind of means something to them and right. that they would want. And it shows that you kind of know something about them. Now we don't see that quite as much with, this episode because you get things like Oscar being like, I don't know anything about Creed. I think he's Irish. So I got him this yeah. shamrock keychain. And it's interesting. It's a small workplace. So it's sort of easy to make secret Santa work in that context, but you don't often see a f sort of forced gift giving in a work situation. Yeah. Cause that's kind of essentially what it was is that we're putting names in the hat you're going to get one person and just go get them something. Yeah. So as we start out the Secret Santa gift giving, uh, they have a, a sort of tree lighting like Rockefeller Center that that fell a little flat, but Michael says they'll recover. We'll recover. We'll just, we'll just start the gift giving. Mm -hmm. So the first recipient is Oscar, and he received a shower radio from Kelly, which is – that's a pretty decent Secret Santa gift. Right, and, and Oscar seems pretty excited about it. Yeah. The the second person to receive a gift is Jim. And Jim drew the short straw in the fact that his name was drawn by Creed. Creed forgot, realized Secret Santa was that day, and went into his closet and stuffed an old shirt in a plastic bag and called it good. That's This is one of my favorite moments of the episode because you get the interstitial with Jim and he says that where he's like, yeah, I think he just found this shirt and threw it in a bag and gave it to me. And they cut right to Creed and Creed's like, yep, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that is what I did. Pam goes next and she receives a teapot from Jim. And Jim had told the camera crew about this gift as he was loading the teapot with little mini gifts and inside jokes between him and Pam. So he's really, really excited about this gift to Pam. And he knows she really wants a teapot. 
probably something she just happened to mention once or twice in their conversations, and he remembered and went with that. This is a bit creepy by Jim in my mind. Okay, why is that? Well, because of the stuff he puts inside, like the yearbook picture that he puts inside, and then there's the hot sauce packet, and there is a golf pencil in there. We don't get the backstory of the golf pencil, but... Like, with the hot sauce packets, it's because she put hot sauce on a A hot dog dog once, thinking it was ketchup. And then he goes, and so I kept the other two. And it's just like, what are you doing, man? Does he not say it was, like, a year or two ago? Yeah, it it was, yeah. That's the other thing where I'm like, ooh, those are really old packets of hot sauce. Right. And so it's just, this this is more of Jim needing to just move on like this is something that you would do for someone that I mean granted this is what Jim's trying to do trying to impress Pam and like really express his feelings right but Pam's engaged and they aren't dating and at this point there is no hope of them of dating so this is just kind of overboard for a gift Yeah, I mean, I am a sentimental person. Like, I keep movie stubs if I go see a movie. But I cannot say that I would do something to this level. I mean, I get inside jokes. Like, if he had, because he gave her a card, this card was supposed to basically profess his love for her. Right, he put a card in the box at the tea the teapot is in. Right. But, like, if you are friends, and, well, I guess, if with the context of the card, this entire gift makes sense, but as a whole, it's a, it's a bad situation for Jim. Well, and this is one of those, like, TV slash movie moments that can sort of make you feel bad <laughs> if you're in a relationship because I cannot think of such a sentimental gift that I have given you in our time together. Sure. So it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, well, I didn't have the forethought to save mm-hmm. a ketchup packet from the first time we went on a road trip or something like that. Right. You know, right. something along those lines. Like, Um, what was... And so that kind of gives this a whole nother layer. Yeah. What was Jim going to do with those other two hot sauce packets? (laughs) Like, was he keeping them as just kind of like a shrine to Pam? And then this opportunity came along and was like, all right, well, I guess I can put one of those in there now. Yeah, that is true. That is like very much a writing convenience for the show yeah i would say it doesn't really correspond to how people act in real life i would say yes so long and short of it jim's a creeper (laughs) yeah like it is it's it's very if it had just been the teapot that would have been sweet as like oh i'm your friend and we talk and i listen when you talk sort of thing yeah um but yeah and i'm even okay with like inside jokes 
Right. But these are like the the yearbook picture. Eh, okay. Right, because she laughed at the right. reason is she laughed at it a couple weeks ago at his barbecue. Right. Cookout. Cookout. <laughs> yes. At his um, cookout. But at the same time, it's here. I want you to have this picture of me. Yeah. Your friend. Yeah. But the hot sauce packet. Takes it, it. takes it to another level. Right. And then who knows what the golf pencil is about. Yeah, probably something along those lines, I have to imagine. Yeah. Back to the secret Santa. The next gift is Michael's iPod to Ryan. And that really kind of puts a, a pallor over secret Santa. Yes, it definitely sends this episode... Into a different direction. Yeah. Because we get the return of Bad Michael. I can't stand the back half of this episode because it's just featuring Michael being a jerk. It's pretty rough to watch. So the tailspin starts because Michael is the next person up. And he's unwrapping his gift. And it's from Phyllis. And Phyllis has hand-knit him an oven mitt. Which, that's actually a really great gift. Someone took the time to knit. Like, if someone has talent like that, that always amazes me. Because I don't have that sort of artistic talent or the ability to knit or the ability to, you know, make these really intricate uh, baked goods or something like that. Yeah. And Michael is crushed but crushed in a way that a toddler would be when they get a sweater or clothes versus a toy that lights up and makes noise and whatever right and he immediately kind of turns himself into the victim here yeah and kind of compares the gift that he received to the gift that he just gave and so he points out the fact he's like, I gave Ryan an iPod and you're coming at me with a stupid oven mitt. And it's like, well, again, you weren't supposed to get this iPod. Like it's very juvenile. It's, and it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain the psychology behind this attitude of, of, well, I went above and beyond Without anyone asking me to or me telling anyone. So he created these outsized expectations for Secret Santa that weren't communicated. Yeah. And that no one could possibly meet. Very good point. And so because of that, he torpedoes the entire event. He storms out like a child. Storms off, throws a tantrum, and then everyone's like in pause because Dwight won't pass any other gifts out and it's just awkward because you have phyllis sitting there yeah clearly crushed because she you know worked very hard for this gift she gave it to michael thinking that he would like it and he you know throws a fit about it yes so when he finally comes back he decides that what's going to happen is yankee swap and i i don't understand why he thought that this would solve the problem that he's created in his mind. Well, I think the initial, his initial thought is, I don't want this oven mitt. I need to try and find a way to get rid of it and pawn it off on somebody else. Yeah. So So he comes up with this. And as an aside, and this is kind of a preview of the annex, I would say, 
Yankee Swap is called different things in different regions of the country, like White Elephant and Nasty Christmas. We call it Cutthroat Christmas in my family. Okay, so the writers threw all those in so that people across the country could understand like what was going to happen right here. And so the most popular gift of Yankee Swap is the iPod. And if you don't know what Yankee Swap is or Nasty Christmas or White Elephant, it's you really have to get generic gifts because you don't actually pick a person. Mm-hmm. There's just presents that you pick from. And if you're the next person up, you can pick a present that's already been opened or you can open a new present. Yeah. And so what happens is that everyone wants the iPod. But then, as we see, because this started out as Secret Santa... People had bought specific gifts for the person whose name they actually drew. It doesn't make sense for, for example, one of the turns, Ryan opens up a nameplate that says Kelly because that was designed and made for Kelly. Right. And Stanley was like, that was supposed to be for Kelly because he clearly was the person who got it for Kelly. Yes. And Michael still cannot get rid of the oven mitt. And he kind of keeps holding it out in front of people or dropping hints like he calls Oscar a gourmand when when Oscar's up. Because he's trying to be like, oh, well, you cook. Here, take this oven mitt. Meredith finally takes it from him. Yes. And he, again, very childishly celebrates. And as an aside... And was just like, I was playing that up because I wanted to get rid of it. And then he, as an aside to the camera, talks about his view on what reverse psychology is, which essentially boils down to telling somebody something so they do the opposite of that thing in order to make themselves look stupid. (laughs) Which, not what that is. But it's Michael, so what do you expect? So I'm going to tell a quick anecdote about when I essentially did what Michael did with the oven mitt during a Christmas exchange. So I have a larger extended family on one of my sides and we would do a gift card draw. And one year I drew from the gift card bag, a gift card to like, I forget the name. It was like big and tall or men's XL or something like that. And I was tasked with keeping track of which gift cards had gone out and which ones had been stolen. And because you could only steal one gift card up to three times. Right. So, we, you know, it did require some tracking. So I would let everyone know what was still out there in play. And I would say, and if you want it, there's this wonderful gift card to Men's XL or something like that. And the thing about that is... <laughs> In your family, there's literally like two guys that could have used that gift card. Yeah, it wasn't the best. So it could have uh, either gone to them or like their significant other yeah. to then use to get them clothes or to just give to that person. Yeah, it wasn't the best gift card to get for a general, general draw, I would say. But I definitely was... I had, in my mind, was thinking of Michael with the oven mitt. I was channeling Michael with the oven mitt during during the the swap. And I did eventually uh, get rid of it. (laughs) Good work. 
So as we end the Secret Santa turned Yankee swap, people are in a sour mood. People, Phyllis is very upset. People are kind of mad about how the whole thing turned out. And Michael's still crowing about his iPod. Yeah. And he doesn't really understand why people are so upset right now. Yeah. And it is moments like this and episodes like this where as the series goes on and you see things like Michael's last day at the office or when he proposes to Holly and everybody gets involved and is really happy about it. No way. Because there are so many moments like this episode where you're like, no, I hate that guy. He's terrible. I am not going to do nice things for him because he never does nice things for us. If he was your boss, it'd be really tough to not remember these type of moments. Because he, in bragging about the iPod, he lets slip that he gets this, that he received this big bonus from corporate. Yeah. And you could tell no one else got anything from corporate. And it's hard to gather if that's atypical, if there were used to be some corporate gifts. In season three, people get robes that say Gender Mifflin on them as Christmas gifts. So you could tell that maybe there's been some cutbacks this year. And I'm curious with how much it has to do with the fact that Michael got this bonus Presumably because he fired Devin. Right, because he did downsize part of his branch and and saved money. Right, and so the if the point of firing someone who presumably people in the office had a good relationship with and would have been upset seeing lose their job, mm-hmm. if that happened under the pretense that this has to happen because the company is doing poorly and right. we need to save. And then Michael gets a $3,000 bonus because of that. It it definitely does not look good. Yeah, and it wouldn't sit well with people, and, and it doesn't. And people kind of just disperse and go their separate ways. This and, is, yes, this is really the breaking point of the Christmas party. Yes. Dwight is the one that ends up with the teapot. Pam ended up with the iPod. And then the other gifts kind of just get dispersed out as they as we go. We don't see a lot of who ends up with what. Right. And and for as much as people were, were upset about the situation and what Michael has done, they fully participate and are like, no, I, I want that iPod. Yeah. Like, and even... Even in the, I'm kind of like, well, Pam's a terrible person because she clearly sees how much this gift means to Jim and yeah. the fact that he gave it to her and she's still like, yeah, iPod, give it's it to me. It's an iPod. What right. are you going to do? Yeah, that is a tough watch to see that because Jim is really upset by this. He goes to Dwight and says, can I trade you for this? Can I? He, he offers to buy it back. Yeah, him. can I buy it from you? Side note, Jim ended up with the Shamrock keychain, which means someone had to steal the shirt from him. <laughs> Good point. In order for him to then steal the keychain. Or 
the other way around. He stole the keychain. He had already gone for the though. Shirt. He had already gone. Because Yankee swaps started after people had gone. Maybe it was Creed just wanted to get his shirt back. Because <laughs> no one, that can't have possibly been anyone else. It yeah. had to have been <laughs> Creed. So Michael, sensing the tension and sensing the just anger, decides that he's going to make the party better. He runs out to the liquor store and gets 15 handles of vodka, I believe, was the final count. And he asks the clerk if this is enough to get 20 people hammered. And the clerk's like, yeah, I would say so. Yes. So He says plastered, but yeah. And you're like, that's nearly a bottle of vodka per person. Right. A handle of vodka per person, yeah. And they're not allowed to drink. So let's let's address the party planning committee in this moment. Yes. This is a tough episode for Angela. Poor Angela. She it is just funny to watch the events transpire throughout this episode and how they directly affect Angela <laughs> and her perception of the party and basically everyone else's perception of the party which yeah. directly relates to her. So we see a shot of the party planning committee meeting, and Ryan has been brought in to help (laughs) by Angela to, quote, prepare for any disaster. Yeah. (laughs) And Ryan's like, that's probably a little extreme. A little overkill. Um, But that is how Angela feels about party planning and any office party. And Meredith is also on the party planning committee at this point as well. So we have Meredith, Ryan, Phyllis, Angela, Pam. And Michael comes in and tells them to double everything, which is what he always does, is kind of put unreasonable demands. The tree lighting was kind of a dud, and Angela's very upset because Phyllis got smaller bulbs. And... Well, at this point... She hadn't gotten them, I don't think. She had, because she asked Angela, do you think I should have gotten the bigger ones? Okay, yeah. And Angela's like, well, we'll see. Yeah. And so Angela feels that that reflects poorly on her as the head of the party planning committee. Then she gets very upset when Michael changes course from Secret Santa to Yankee Swap without consulting the party planning committee. Yes. Then she's upset because Michael brings in all the alcohol. Also, Toby's upset because he's HR, and Angela's just having a day. And finally, to top it all off, Kelly pecks Dwight on the lips in the break room. Angela sees that, and then she just goes outside and starts throwing ornaments against the wall. Yes. So, poor Angela. Yes. Now. (laughs) Poor Phyllis as well. Right. So, in this span we have seen two firings we have one for michael who provides alcohol to the party which is against company policy yeah he also calls (laughs) phyllis angela and pam hoes while wearing the santa beard so (laughs) he goes ho 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 and then points to ryan and says pimp also not a great look no And we also will get a sexual harassment firing for Kelly for kissing Dwight without his 
consent. Yeah, and he does. He asks her like, "What are you doing?" So not not good on Kelly there. Right. With all the alcohol, a lot of people get drunk. Yeah, the party while livening up does kind of spin out of control, and people are definitely starting to have a pretty good time at this point. Yeah. Todd Packer shows up, never one to miss a party, and immediately gets himself fired by hanging mistletoe from his belt over his crotchular region. Oh, Todd. An easy sexual harassment firing there as well. Yeah, and he gets hammered drunk and passes out on the desk. Yes, but to Michael's credit, I guess... People are finally having a good time and are do seem to be enjoying themselves and have forgotten the yes. awkwardness of And it seems like earlier. Phyllis has forgiven him because she's seen dancing kind of with him and having fun and she takes a shot with him. And Phyllis also introduces her new boyfriend uh, to her co-workers, Bob Vance of Vance Refrigeration. Yes. Another kind of extended running joke, if you will, also gets introduced in this episode when Michael shows up with all the booze. He's like, who wants a drink? And Meredith is immediately like, yep, me. So this is the introduction of Meredith, essentially the defining characteristic of her character, which is that she is a drunk. Yeah, Meredith is an alcoholic, unfortunately. In a subsequent Christmas party episode, the party will revolve around... A intervention of Meredith. Right. <laughs> Pam realizes that she really wants the teapot after hanging out with Roy, I guess. It's hard to tell what prompts that, I guess. Roy tells her he was going to get her an iPod. Now he doesn't have to, so he'll just get her a sweater. And then she's kind of bored hanging around with Roy and, and Daryl. So, okay. So she goes and gets the teapot. She's sitting at her desk. Jim comes over. She shows him, hey, I got this back. So she traded the iPod for the teapot with Dwight. And as she's opening up the teapot and getting out the bonus gifts, Jim reaches over, slides the card out of the box, and sticks it in his pocket. And I guess what changed to where Jim is now all of a sudden like, nah, I don't want her to see this. Is it her just not... Cold feet. Yeah. Chickening out, I guess. You know, so, okay. She's got the she's got the teapot now. She goes through. She thinks the bonus gifts are funny, so that's good, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she tells the camera that she made the right choice. So she's clearly touched, and that's what the writing is meant to convey. Yeah. So the party is winding down, and... I'm not sure what time it is at this point. I know, it's hard to tell if they've stayed beyond Right. I I mean, I feel like they're, I I definitely think they're at least past that. Yeah. It seems like they might be very late into the night, even. And some people aren't ready to shut it down quite yet. And Bob Vance is the one that says that they're headed to Poor Richards and then invites other people to come. And... Before they leave, Bob turns to Michael and is like, hey, you got you want to come to Poor Richards? And Michael is taken aback because this is 
the thing that he has always waited yeah. for, which is an invitation to hang out with the group at large. He's genuinely shocked. Yes. So everybody is getting their things together and heading out. And Michael's in his office putting on his coat. And Meredith shows up to his office. And Michael's like, hey, Meredith, you going to Poor Richard's? Yep. And you need a ride. And at this time, Michael's back is turned. And Meredith has taken off her top. Yeah. I I don't know what prompted her to do that. I don't know. And Michael had been taking photos with a digital camera all night. And his first reaction is to snap a photo, walk out, and say, it's kind of cold. Hope we brought a coat. <laughs> right. And Meredith just turns and is like, okay. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah. So we do get a firing from that as well for Meredith for flashing her boss. Yeah, some more unwanted sexual harassment. <laughs> yes. So with that, we will head back to the annex with Antoinette to find out any fun facts about this episode. Um, here's a fun fact off the top. So I worked at Hallmark in high school, which would have been when this episode premiered. And at that time, the big thing from Hallmark were these like singing cards. And what they also did was have sound bites from TV shows and movies. And this episode had two sound bites on in Hallmark cards. So the first is the earlier soundbite about presents and presents being the best way to show how much you care. And then the reverse psychology one. So that's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. There is a interesting fan theory about Bob Vance and the reason that he continuously introduces himself as Bob Vance Vance Refrigeration. And that fan theory is that this is a documentary. It's being filmed by people, presumably, so it can be shown on TV. And so he's doing that as sort of a self-promotion and drumming up business sort of thing. Free advertising. Exactly. So Apple did not pay at all for the product placement of the video iPod. The writers and production staff just thought that would be good. And I believe this is first-generation iPod, so this is just coming out. Yeah. Jenna Fisher picked out the teapot for her gift. And the card that Jim puts in the box comes back around in the last season, in the penultimate episode of the series. He gives Pam this card. They're having a little bit of marriage troubles, and he has the production crew show her that bit of footage. And then he kept the card all these all those years, I guess, and gave her the card. And actually, John Krasinski wrote a note to Jenna Fisher in the card. Hmm. Um, and the contents have never been revealed. And just a little, a little note about the production of the very last scene in which Meredith is flashing Michael. So Kate Flannery was wearing pasties. But to sort of protect her modesty, um, they didn't have video monitors and they didn't keep the memory stick in the digital camera at that at the time. So when um, Michael is taking all the digital photos, they didn't have a, the memory stick in there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Curtis, so we are firings for this episode. Uh, we're Todd Packer, Michael, Meredith, and Kelly. Correct. 
It is Michael's fifth firing this season, his eighth overall. 50% for Michael for the season. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, this is her first firing this season, but it is her second overall. Meredith's first firing overall and of this season. And Todd Packer's second of this season and his third overall. So Michael will continue to stay in the lead probably through the entire show. Probably. Do you have a Dundee to give out for this episode? Yes. I kind of covered it a little bit, but the Dundee for best self-promotion goes to Bob Vance. (laughs) That's a good one. What about you? Mine is worst alcohol policy, and that goes to Dunder Mifflin. I just find it hard to believe that a like a private company, yeah. at least for a Christmas party, wouldn't be like, all right, here, we're, we're going to provide you with some booze. Don't get out of hand. Yeah. Or else there will be repercussions. Any non-government job I've worked has had alcohol at events. Right. Who is your employee of the month? My employee of the month goes to Kevin (laughs) because he drew himself in Secret Santa and didn't tell anybody, even though he was supposed to. And so he ended up just getting himself a really nice gift. And he's my employee of the month for that move, but also because he kind of allowed himself to avoid the awkwardness of being like, oh God, what do I need to get this person to where it's a nice gift, but not, you know, something over the top or something that's not going to be, they're going to be like, oh gee, thanks. Mm -hmm. So he completely avoided that as well. So good job, Kevin. (laughs) Who is your employee of the month? My employee of the month is Angela because... Being the head of a party planning committee or planning office events is a thankless job because no one wants to do it. But if there's not a good potluck or a good holiday party or anything, people will complain for until kingdom come. Like just up and down and complain about the food, the lack of food. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So I applaud her for taking that on with such a seriousness. Yeah. Something that we forgot to mention earlier about her kind of bad day is that as the party has like really gotten into full throw and everybody's having a really good time, Michael's just like, great party. Oh, yeah. Way to go, Ryan. New blood on the party planning committee. So Ryan gets all the credit for the party that is happening and Angela just is stewing. Right, because Ryan did absolutely nothing towards that end. So So that does it for this episode. First Christmas episode. Yes, the first of many. We will be back next week with another very good episode. Yes. Another episode that I don't like so much because, well, you'll see. It's a classic. Yes. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at DownsizingPod to get all the latest updates for the new episodes. And be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.